you're going to have some big stuff coming at your face. Yeah. And it's going to be coming at your face frequently. Um, someone's going to clip that and use it against me. Like <laughs> but... <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 120. I'm your host, Ryan, here with the other host, Edge. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Been a couple lighthearted episodes, so how about we just go ahead and kill that vibe? <laughs> <laughs> Literally two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, gotta go grim dark again. <laughs> We're going to start with the darkest thing that could happen, which is housekeeping. You can listen to us everywhere. <laughs> Email us at podcastcore at gmail.com. Remember, that's C-O-R. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info. And now we have a Threads page on uh, the new Threads app. So follow that if you can. We'll be posting stuff there and hopefully shifting over to that platform as it grows because uh, Twitter sucks. <laughs> Twitter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone listening knows Twitter is pretty much useless for communicating anything. So as that grows, we want to be posting there. Um, so you'll see like the episode updates. Uh, we're doing little clips from the you know little quotes that kind of stand out to us as we read these stories um, and pictures that go along with them and stuff like that. Just some interactive stuff. Yeah, and you know we'll we'll pour one out for the fallen bluebird, but yeah, yeah. we're mo- we're moving on to greener pastures at least <laughs> in the social media, hopefully, but yeah, at least in the social media get. things. And uh, let's move to a dead pasture story wise because today we're talking about vain baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but not until you tell a friend to learn to seek vengeance by listening to the Casuals of Terror podcast. Listen, we've been talking. I think we've referenced vain a lot. Um, yes. Since episode one, because episode one is in Damasia. So um, this is a character that we've wanted to talk about. But at this point, you probably already know the story because we've referenced Batman so much. I mean, the, yes. the title uh, is The Dark Knight. I think you figured it out. <laughs> yeah. And and not only that, but we have got to take a look, a, a little look at Vane uh, as far as like post uh um, post bio, we got a little look when we did our Sentinels of Light episodes. Mm-hmm. So, which is a great comic. Go read the comic um, and listen to the episodes if you like it. But uh, we're we're definitely really excited to actually talk about just Bane. Like, hit the bio. Let's go from the ground up because I I mean I, I think every League of Legend character or League of Legends fan has a love hate relationship with Bane. Yeah, because she's such a cool character, such a cool design. This is what you want. Like, this is Underworld, the movie, put in the League of Legends. That's awesome. It's sick. No one's going to argue that. But then you also remember getting absolutely rolled (laughs) by a fed vein. Pun intended. (laughs) Pun intended. I mean, (laughs) hit the deck and tumble until you hit Alt F4. Like, (laughs) like, so it's a love-hate relationship. But today we're going to go with the love side of it, which is, like, let's talk about vein the story <laughs> yeah so let's start with the spell um the spell here is not as relevant as it usually is we went with condemn uh which is a six cost fast spell that says if you're attacked or if, you, if you've attacked two plus times this round i cost five less an ally strikes an enemy so that kind of gives you a sense of what her mechanics are in the game 
which fits a lot. I mean, Legends of Runeterra, the card game, which fits a lot into how her League of Legends counterpart plays, which Riot's good at. Unfortunately, on this card, though, there's not much flavor, uh, but it does play a role in some in an episode we're going to do. It's going to be a little bit different from our previous content um, where uh-huh. we'll go over a set of cards that relate to one of her uh, hunts, which is pretty neat. And with that, we'll just move to the next card. So the follower we chose was Zealous Ranger Knight. So Zealous Ranger Knight is a two-cost, two-three that says on attack, give equipped allies plus one, plus one this round. So Vayne is a card that focuses on equipment and also attacking multiple times. So this is a simple two-drop that fits in that archetype. But the flavor here is fun. <clears throat> the flavor is a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, so we you, have... You want, you want the first line and I get the... We go back and forth? <laughs> yeah, let's give it a shot. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, you so, want me to go first? <laughs> I, 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 I even yeah, said you, did, you get you the first that, line. You? I did okay. say that. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, Janin, was it? What can you tell me about Sirius? Oh, Ranger Knight Roll? A few years ago, he had his uh, title revoked. Apparently, he willfully disregarded every order he was given. Seems he does whatever he wants and doesn't take no for an answer. Ah, so why did you let him join this hunt anyway? I didn't. Then why? Oh, right. Fantastic. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the joke. So this is Vane <laughs> talking to Janin, who she's a widowed huntress, which is another card that we'll talk about in a later episode about this guy who joined the party um, because he doesn't take no for answer. Yep, uh, that th- that's why the zealous Ranger Knight is here, and that's why he's zealous. It's just yeah, no answer. Yeah, it's, um, it's, in the, it's on the box. All right, read the read the box. Yeah. It says it right there. Uh, and I do like that we get to like. I, this is my favorite part of the show. It's just like looking at cards that you probably have never actually played before. Because yeah. I like. Vayne was an absolute powerhouse when she dropped. This was not one of the cards that was in that deck, and neither was Condemned. Like, if you got Condemned, it was because there was another Vayne in hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about it. I love the story. Uh, Okay, so now let's jump to Shauna Vayne, and that's the only time I'm saying her full name, because (laughs) it's Vayne. Come on. Like, who says Shauna? Uh, I I apologize to all of our listeners who are named Shauna. Uh, but so before Vane became the deadly, remorseless monster hunter that we know and love, she was just a kid. She was a child that was born to a wealthy Demacian couple. Uh, and they, uh, despite being a wealthy Demacian couple, they did spend a lot of their youth traveling all of Runeterra uh, before they did settle down within Demacia. And we have covered a lot of Demacian heroes. Uh, someone on this show who's definitely not me is a Demacian simp. Wait, no, it is me. Uh, so we we have a lot of Demacian <laughs> episodes out there. You know what Demacia is like. Uh, and as far as for Vane's parents, this was a perfect place to build their home and to truly settle down to have Vane grow up in because it was already home, but it is a safe place to live because yeah. of the petrocyte forests and the absolute zeal that a lot of Demacians feel towards magic. 
And for Vane, the way that she grew up was very much a normal childhood for someone that was born to wealthy parents, which is a very high level of education, getting to learn a lot of different arts such as music, reading, writing, and collecting uh and collecting uh, various things. Uh, it's mentioned here that she collected insects. So she spent her days, you know, just kind of living up the luxury that her parents afforded her. But everything changed after her 16th birthday when she returned home from a midsummer banquet and in her home was a gorgeous horned demon standing above the absolutely ripped apart corpses of her parents. Where have we heard that before? Hmm. Hmm. You tell me where have we heard that. I've never <laughs> once heard of a absolutely gorgeous purple skinned temptress that I want to step on me with her stilettos. <laughs> okay. So this is an interesting part because um, I don't know if Hetch mentioned this. I can't remember. Uh, this is sort of a story that's been retconned in a way where names have been added to a pre-existing story, but it it's one of those weird cases. If you actually if you've listened to our various episodes, which are very recent, um, check those out. We did the same thing between the Darken episode and where Retribution ends, and with this one, this story kind of fits very neatly into Evelyn's story. That's who we're talking about, by the way. Uh, yes. Evelyn's tallest Daisy story. Although the children in that one are much younger, and there's two of them, not a single child. So if you wanted to, you could take tallest Daisy's ending apply it to Vane's story to kind of connect the two and just replace the kids with just Vane. And you yes. would get the same outcome and link the two. So because we're professionals that are paid, um, <laughs> we're going to do that. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do our own little retcon here of Tallest Daisy in which, listen to that episode, spoilers, give you two seconds. Okay, that ends where <laughs> Evelyn is fearing for her life, needs to feed, stumbles across a man on his way home, Finds out that him, he's well off, meets his wife to kiss her goodnight, ends up killing both him and the wife, uh, leaving the kids orphans. Uh, these kids are now, to us, just vain. Yeah. All right, and there the, you go. And, and, and the tallest daisies is a perfect thing to like kind of put because Evelyn would have to kind of be, you know, super hungry and desperate to yeah. go into Demacia to feed. Exactly. Right? Like, like this, this is already just like a a place in Runeterra that's already uncomfortable for her because of all the petrocyte. She's not yeah. going to be able to use all of her full magic, which is part of the reason why Vane sees the actual demon and not just a beautiful woman. It's because all this petrocyte's around here. Also that's probably the best. Yeah. Why she would yeah. flee, flee right after too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I'm glad that you mentioned the retcon thing because uh, it has always been believed that Vane is hunting Evelyn of uh, like ever since like oh, virtually like the beginning of the League of Legends yeah. video game. Evelyn's uh, an OG like, character. Yeah, yeah, like Evelyn's an OG character. Vane was pretty damn close to being OG character, and we knew she was a demon hunter. So what? There was only one demon in the game. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it's nice that they went back and kind of, you know, polished it up and made it a digestible story. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, it wasn't too digestible for Vane because now Vane shaking and 
like absolutely heartbroken. She just has the image of Evelyn's smile burned into her brain. And that's all she can think about now. So she's decided that it's like, look, I may have all of these resources that my parents have left behind. And I know that I want to get vengeance for my parents, but there's no way that an army is going to follow me nor believe me. Because yeah. again, this is Demacia. What do you mean? A demon came into Demacia. No, that doesn't happen here. That's like going into France and saying you got a hangover from champagne. Yeah. <laughs> and one one additional thing is you got to remember a lot of the efforts of the quote unquote government slash military to hunt magic or magic seeking is under the radar. So to be open about this is even more concerning because anybody who is concerned about magic is handling that in the dark areas under the radar. Exactly. Exactly. So Vane knows that she is, if she's going to do this, she's going to have to do this essentially alone. Yeah. But she is going to need a teacher because she, she's a rich kid. She wasn't trained in combat or anything. So she needs someone that can teach her how to fight, but also teach her how to fight magical beings. Yeah. And she was told many stories by her parents of these iceborne warriors who would fight against the ice witch in their min and her minions in the north. So ice she witch. goes off to Freljord. Um, and it does sound familiar. Hmm. hmm. Who could that be? But <laughs> that that's a story for another time. Uh, so in Freljord, while she is venturing out looking for a teacher, she falls into a trap. Uh kind of like a pitfall trap except carved in ice and it is a trap that was made by an ice troll and the ice troll's like all right sweet i finally get dinner and that is until a spear pierces through the back of his skull and out his mouth <laughs> and that spear is thrown by a character named freya uh this is one of the, the or not freya frey yes, frey yeah just frey sorry 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 they, freya pops up a lot in other things yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's I a very apologize. common name in a it's lot a of fantasy. So it's a, listen, it just exposes how much of a nerd you are. It doesn't really do anything else. No. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be alone forever. All right. Um, <laughs> so so Frey is a is a monster hunter in Freljord. This is essentially exactly what Vane is looking for. And while Frey is, you know, building a campfire, trying to warm up Vane to send her off on her way, uh, they bond over the fact that they both have lost their families yeah. to horrible magical monsters. And that is how Frey became a monster hunter herself is because she lost her family and now swears to hunt down all the ice witch minions until she dies. She's blade. She's Blade, and Vane, <laughs> and Vane is like dope. This you're exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. Teach me, Frey. You know, is a solo hunter, huntress. So she's like, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. And it's like, well, okay. Here, we're gonna have a duel, and if I win the duel, you're gonna train me, and if yeah. I lose the duel, you can use me as bait for these ice trolls. And Frey is like, well, there's absolutely no way you're gonna beat me because you're a spoiled rich kid. Um, I already know that that's not going to happen, but she does respect the absolute tenacity that Vane has. It's like, oh, I can see in you the same thing that is within me, which is the 
this endless hunger to get revenge. So they do end up working together and they go back to Vane's estate in Demacia. So they have a secluded and safe place to train together. And it's, it is within this time that Vane slowly becomes the huntress that we know and love now. And it is also within this time that she gets to learn more about Frey and she learns that they have a lot in common. She starts getting more attached to Frey. So they become really good friends. And she also starts to kind of view her almost like as a mother figure, but there's always this lingering doubt and that she pushes the mother figure bit aside as well as this doubt that Frey seems like she knows a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a question of who watches the watchers, right? Because, <laughs> Not well, the two things of you know, Fane's age is very important here because she is still young, yes. So she lost her parents, but she's still seeking parental figures. And Frey is older, so even though they share trauma, you now have somebody more experienced that can help guide you through that. That's going to give you, uh, there's going to be a dependency that grows there, right? Um, but also the question of, hey, she's real good at this. She was also in a very secluded area of Freljord. Like, she wasn't attached to a tribe or anything. So where the right. fuck did she figure out this? She didn't figure it out on her own because it's so dangerous. You need to be taught these things. Well, we'll find out. Yeah. And it's like, as far as to the secluded note, it's like they she literally found her within an ice troll trap. Like, you're yeah. not going to have ice trolls in the city. Um, so... Exactly. Uh, like, Not my city, but Vane, brother. But Vane, you know, she swallows all these all these doubts yeah. and this now affection that she's feeling. She's swallowing it down because that doesn't help her in her goal, which is to become a monster hunter. Yeah. And after some training, they do continue to train for a long time, but they eventually get to a point where they train during the day. And then at night, they venture outside of the petricide forest to try to hunt monsters, you know, to actually put this training into practice. And Vane does achieve her first kill on a monster that was hunting down merchant caravans at the age of 18. So, you know, that just highlights even further that she's still young. She's yeah, very young at this years, point. Yeah. yeah. So it is at this point after the kill that Vane. It has two things happen. One, her and Frey start to travel out and they just become a hunting duo. Yeah. Two, it is with that first kill that Vane feels this emotion she has not felt in a very long time, which is pleasure. She oh. liked it. She liked getting her first kill on an evil monster. This is so important. she's like, hell yeah, let's go. And that is... Yeah. Very important. <laughs> the sense of pleasure from, regardless of the target, the sense of pleasure from killing is something that's associated with no other than the demon herself, Evelyn. That's, that's her whole being, right? Is the thrill of the kill, the pleasure from the hunt. And this is what Vane is becoming for, for a different reason, but still the feelings are correlated. And that's not an accident. No, it is not an accident. And it's important to actually focus on the correlation of those feelings because as they do travel throughout the world of Runeterra or, you know, Valor in the main continent, they 
they do like they go to different towns they hunt different monsters and they hear tales of other monsters and move on to the next place continuing their hunt and it's in this pattern that they do at one point go into a tavern and they hear whispers of a cult that is led by an impossibly beautiful horned demon and the cult, many followers that would have <laughs> cultists, you say. Huh. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> We've never talked about cultists on this show. Um, what's your Could favorite have. cultist card? Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so, and they hear tales that this, this cult, like people are joining up to it, but they would go out into where the cult is set up, where it's holy grounds near a cliffside, and they would bring the demon sacrifices and people would wander off to that cliffside and never be seen again. Yeah. Vane, Vane is like, fuck yeah, this is exactly who I'm hunting. Time to go. Frey is like, okay, sweet, next target. They go off on the hunt. The hunt, they go in the cover of night. And it's in this hunt, specifically because it is the demon that has set Vane on this path that Vane really starts to acknowledge the connection that she has with Frey and realizes that she's really worried about losing her mother figure all over again. And it's in this moment of doubt that she is not focused on the hunt and she is ambushed by a priest of this cult and catches a mace on the shoulder yeah. and is very badly wounded. So likely, you know, like either a fracture or a dislocation of the shoulder. And Frey sees this, looks at Vane, and says, I'm sorry. And this is probably like the only insight that we get that Frey is also seeing Vane in the same way that Vane is seeing her, like yeah. acknowledging this motherly bond that uh, that Vane has for Frey. And in this moment, Frey transforms into a giant ice wolf shamanesque little monster yeah. and rips this priest to shreds <laughs> <laughs> and and then after she saves Vane by ripping this priest to shreds she transforms back and reveals to Vane that her her uh, understanding of these dark magics that she's been teaching Vane is from personal experience and we do learn that it's like oh there was a teacher because she also set out on the same path that Vane did, needed someone to teach her how to kill these magical monsters that killed her family, stumbled upon a tribe of shamans, and they taught her how to take on tribe this curse. Tribe of shamans, you say? Huh. In Freljord, you say? In Freljord, you say? Udir somewhere is scratching his beard. <laughs> his, his beard. His, like, beard. You see what oh, I'm saying? Oh, shut up. You see what I <laughs> Sorry. All right. And with that, we end the show. Take care. <laughs> Apologize to the yeah. listeners. But so, so she reveals to Vane that yeah, I I took I've been cursed so yeah. that I can transform into this monster, and that is how I've and the sentence of ex explanation is cut off as Vane fires a bolt from her crossbow. Into, <laughs> into the heart of Frey. And Frey, in her last moments, locks eyes with Vane, has a moment of sorrow, 
and understanding at the same time as she drops dead. And all that Vane feels in that moment is pleasure and happiness because she did it. She killed another monster. In that single moment, all the like emotional connections that she had to Frey were absolutely destroyed as if killed by the monster that Frey turned into. And despite all of what they've gone through and everything she owes Frey, she feels joy at killing a monster. And then further joy when she realizes there's still a few hours till sunrise. I still have some time to try to find Evelyn. And for the first time in years, she smiles. And that's where her bio leaves off. Listen, this fucking... So this story is older. Like we said, there's a little bit of a retcon, but it's always been a good one because... As we just mentioned about the correlation, the parallels between Evelyn um, being a creature just that exists and then Vane losing humanity due to her circumstances, this kind of solidifies the psychosis, right? Is that when you've become a person who can detach so greatly and create two areas, you have monsters and you have not monsters. Frey challenged that under the pretense of the connection as well. And even with something so great, so challenging, she chose to keep that black and white definition in this action that will immediately from this point forward define her character, right? You are no longer the good guy. <laughs> nope. Yeah. And no this longer puts, the this good puts, guy. Yeah, this puts you in a great position as a character of conflict as a reader because you're like, well, shit, that's cold hearted. That's something a demon would do. Uh, yes, and, uh, and everything has been like everything for Vane as this path has been set for her by Evelyn, and that is something that Evelyn would one hundred percent do. And the more that Vane is consumed by this desire of revenge, the more that she becomes like a demon herself. Um, and a fun bit, if you, this story is kind of new for you, if uh, if a fun bit to do is to go back and listen to our Sentinels of Light episodes or read yeah. the comics and listen to them, too, because we get to see uh, Lucian like having to come between Vane and um, uh, why am I blanking? <laughs> Vane and Senna. Yeah, he, he has to come between them a lot because Senna, Senna is not holy human anymore exactly. she got out of thresh's lantern and the first time that vane appears in the comic series of sentinels of light she's like yo spirit bet <laughs> starts yeah. firing off some charged bolts at her yeah. and that that this is how she became that kind of character of like i don't care if sin is helping us She's a monster. Yep. She has to die. Great so, story. Great story. Great story. Um, but that takes us to the card. Yeah. And uh, luckily, we get to talk about this card post-nerf because, oh boy, was this card a problem when it came out. <laughs> um, so Vane is a three energy, three, three. No other text. No quick attack. We did it. We have a champion without quick attack. Um, and her effect is when I'm summoned or at round start, create a tumble in hand. Or if you have a tumble in hand, reduce its cost by one. And tumble is a slow spell for four mana that is equip an ally with an equipment in hand that costs two or less. That ally starts a free attack. 
All right. And that is very important for Vayne's level up effect, which is I have seen you attack four times. So obviously you want to be playing with some rally effects and to also work with the tumble. It's even better if you have some equipments in hand so that you can buff up some allies to get some free attacks in. And but once she flips, uh, she then becomes a four four. And when I am summoned or at round start, create a zero cost tumble in hand. Or if you have one, reduce its cost to zero. So one, if Vayne survives to the point where you've got the two attacks in, you're going to have some big stuff coming at your face. Yeah. And it's going to be coming at your face frequently. Um, someone's going to clip that and use it against me. Like <laughs> but... <laughs> but vain vain the flipped version of vain like is basically a game ender um, unless you have some answers for these big units uh and uh like it's a scary card this yeah. is a very scary card even after the nerf bane is a character is a card on the battlefield that you have to recognize and deal with yeah and the, the quote on this card kind of fits into what we're going to talk about after we're done with this episode or the main chunk of this episode um, where it relates to this adventure they're on or this hunt. Yes. And so the first side is our target was once human, which means it's smarter than your average beast. One wrong move could spell death for us all. Stay with an eyesight of one another, call out anything suspicious, but above all else, remember... And that takes us to the flip side of the card. And the flip side of the card is the end of that sentence, which is just shoot to kill. Yep. Reinforces <laughs> our story. And I, I love that because Vane is now. Now I'm just going to refer to Vane as the Marine of the, the Rune Tarot. Like this yeah. is like she she's looking at her like newfound companions and being like, all right, guys. All right. Stay frosty. Stay vigilant. Shoot to kill. <laughs> Vane is now just all business, baby. <laughs> yeah, and this gives us a timeline as well compared to the rest of our content. As we've mentioned, is this is pre-Sentinels of Light because Vane does change. Like she has a character arc in the Sentinel of Light story. Go listen to it because it's cool to see. Now you have this information. It's cool to see that arc. And this takes us to one thing we want to talk about is the subtext of Vane's upbringing. So using Lucian as a uh, springboard that adventure in Sentinels of Light, we know this story, her bio, her experience, and what decisions she makes, right? Her view on that hard line between human and monster. This card reinforces that. And one thing that also bolsters that thought process is her upbringing. Remember, Vane is young, and she was raised as a rich girl in Damasia. So if you know anything about politics in general, usually aristocracy, especially in an oppressive government that's military controlled if you're raised in that environment your views would be something along these lines unless you're taught otherwise but yes. we know she wasn't because her parents are dead and that play if you have that knowledge you're like oh shit that's why her and lucian are so different in their approach because lucian pretty much being an orphan quote unquote was brought up in a more humble beginnings in demacia so his views in Senate situation are a lot different. Yes. And not only not only because of that upbringing, but also the the versions of training uh, is mm -hmm. because with Lucian, 
like not only was his upbringing different from Vane's, but the, he was trained by a Sentinel of Light. And the Sentinels of Light, they they're fighting for a higher purpose, yep. right? Like they are fighting to like keep the horrors of the Shadow Isles and then all other kind of magical threats away from humanity. Mm-hmm. They are fighting to protect. Vane is not fighting to protect. Nope. Vane wants one thing, and that's to all monsters to die. And now we know, thanks to listening, or like if, for you listening to this episode, but also just reading through her bio, we know that she defines what a monster is. Yeah, <laughs> like she she's de- she has her definition of one yep. because we now know from the person that taught her all of this because of Frey, um, she'd probably kill Udir. Yeah, if she ran into <laughs> Udir, there's a there's a bolt flying. Like she's she's shooting first and asking questions. There's a later. lot of characters we've introduced that she would probably kill. Like if she had to interact with Annie, what what would be her? perspective of annie i mean she carries around a monster that lives inside of her so it's like mm-hmm. would you kill annie right she probably wouldn't even talk exactly she'd, she'd shoot first and like and, in the and says, a child it's, it's yeah. those things that make vain like this is why the story has been so good since it's come out is because it gives you so much volume for what this character is and what you can do with this character especially yes. in a wink wink mmo wink wink <laughs> or if you can't wait for the MMO, because God knows I can't. Like, holy <laughs> Lord in heaven, riot, please. Just give us anything. Um, but if you can't wait for that, there's there's more vein to talk about. Yeah. And this just sets the stage for it. And if you can't tell yet, we're excited to dive into it. Uh, but that's going to be for another episode. Yeah, yeah. So obviously we're going to follow this with her story. So you know, tune in for that episode when it comes out. But we also want to try something a little different. So we've done comics in the past as well. Um, But this time, we have a lot of cards, that more recent cards in Legends of Terra, where both the champion, the units, and the spells that come out with that card tell one whole story. And we've alluded to it over this episode, if you've been paying attention. And it's this specific hunt for this harpy. And we're going to do an episode where we go through all those cards, piece together the flavor from those cards to tell a short story and we want you to you know once we do that let us know if you like that that format we're going to call it hunt for the blood cursed harpy Uh, so keep an eye out for that when that comes out Uh, whether it's released on our normal schedule or maybe it's a bonus episode during the week we'll figure that out Uh, but keep an eye keep an eye open yeah yeah just stay tuned and that's uh and you can stay tuned to podcastcore at gmail.com and follow us on any other social medias you know housekeeping at the bottom too why not because we're, we're super excited to dive into it and we don't want you to miss it. Yeah. So with that, thanks for listening and we'll be back soon with the next episode. Yeah. Take care, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>